Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast for agents by agents, hosted by Jeff Seabock and Phil Sexton. Jeff and Phil run a residential real estate team that will close over $250 million worth of homes in 2018, and they are sharing their insights on growing a team and winning in the living room with actual buyers and sellers. Enjoy. Welcome to The Solution. This is a real estate podcast where we talk about the fact that it is time in our business to start putting the consumer first. We need to start sharing more of what leaders in our industry are doing to help the consumer, not just themselves, yeah. right? We want to change that impression that we are going to change. Have. We are changing that yes. impression. That's a really agency. weird concept. Welcome. Uh, we heard from our secret our, guest our, today. Yes. We we're going to bring him on. Welcome to episode 52. We have today's industry leader is Steve Trang. And if I click this button, here Yay! he is. Welcome to the party, Woo! Steve Trang. Hey, hey! you just sit, calm down with your excitement over there. So I'm just, sorry. Let me uh, <laughs> share with our visitors a little bit about Steve so that we're all on the same page. He is the founder of Stunning Homes Realty, which is a brokerage that you opened in 2013. And where's that yes, base, Steve? Oh, we're based out of Ahwatukee. Ahwatukee. Mm-hmm. And you got into real estate in 2007 after you started your professional career at Intel. So you got to have a tech background. Yeah, so as an engineering background, so it's uh, it, it translates very poorly into sales. I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, uh, but it tr- it has to translate good into uh, creating systems and processes behind the scenes. Yeah, I think that absolutely. Is yeah. All right. Good at back end stuff. Good at the back end stuff. So one other note is that you've got a motto, and this actually ties into our motto as well. Okay. If we don't sell a client's home in a certain time, we'll sell it for free. And if we don't sell it at all, we'll buy it. That's the motto. Wow. That seems client first. That seems very client first. Wonderful. Yes. All right. So let me, let's, let's give. Steve, but that's why Steve's with us. That's why Steve's with us. So I know Jeff has the tough questions that we want to dive right into. And so uh, a little bit more, I'm more curious about engineer degree and how that translates to his okay. business. And I was curious if he's still selling houses or if it's, if he's focused on just growing the team. Or, Wait a minute, yeah. Okay. How many agents do you have? How like, much business does your brokerage do? That kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so what's the first question? How many agents do you have at your brokerage? Uh, so we're at 65 agents today. Wonderful. And is that, uh, what were you at last year? Uh, last year we were at 60, so uh, we didn't grow this much this year, but we had some, we had two pretty big organizations leave. So the fact that two big groups left, the two biggest groups left and still we're growing. still ahead is a good, good indication. Well, Wayner said that when she was on, she said that 2018 was uh, kind of an odd year. I mean, to me, the market picking up makes it more challenging for brokers because it makes it look easy to do. And then, oh, more yeah. I'm not kidding. I mean, even just for our team, you know, we had members of our team leave earlier this year. Everyone's an expert in a good market. Exactly. Right. Yes. And then it slows down and then, and then they get kicked. Then you start looking at each other and you start twiddling your thumbs like, well, what do I do now? So do you currently, uh, are you still in production was my question? Uh, so I do work a little bit uh, in, on the production side uh, with sellers, but it's not a whole lot. I mean, I want to say I did one seller appointment last month. I did one yesterday, which I never do on Sundays. But, you know, the guy found me on Yelp, sent me an email. I was like, yeah, what the heck? I'll go out there. <laughs> nice. So yeah. you don't. Do, so you only do listing appointments? Yeah, I, I 
I am not the best buyer agent on my team. If I'm the one showing you houses, you're not getting the best service. Wow. Well, I, I just love him for that. Yeah, that he knows it, that he says it, right? And yeah, that, self-awareness is the is the uh but then to execute it. That was beautiful. Right. right. And so how much business does your brokerage do? Uh so we talked about this uh a few weeks ago. And so we do about 30, 40 uh transactions a month. You know, we're not huge. You know, we're not we're not monstrous, we're not Remax or you know, Realty One. Love to be the these guys, but no, we're we're pretty small, we're a petite brokerage still. Yeah. Nice. Good Pretty deal. Good. But I love that you're not trying to, I mean, you're just enjoying being excellent at what you do. Right? I am having more fun right now than I think I've ever had in my real estate career. Wow. Why is that? Uh, well, I think a lot of it is, you know, a lot of the personal development we've been doing, I've been doing um, in, in the last few years. Uh, it's one of the things, great things about being real estate is you have to be uh, doing a lot of personal development or you're just going to fall behind. And I have been incredibly blessed uh, to have surrounded myself with good people that can make things happen without my direct involvement. So is That's one of the best part. Darren Hardy? Darren Hardy. Yeah. So, I mean, high performance for him. That was a big, big difference. Big deal for us. Because, I mean, the funny thing is, is Darren Hardy was one of the most influential people in my own career personally. Mm -hmm. um, cool. I, did we ever meet him? Well, we met him at, when he came to town with the, uh, and did that event. Oh, at the at the right. dinner, yeah. Okay, because the, the more the funny thing was, it was actually his first book that I found and still find to be a driving force for our team. But how has he impacted you? Uh, so I've gone through two of his trainings uh, live. One was Insane Productivity, and one was uh, High Performance Forum. And in each one, I came back, I fired two people from my team, and it's just helps you to gain clarity on what's important to you and what's not, and in both times, I was like, you know what? He's right. These people did not fit in our organization. They did not fit in our culture. In fact, um, in the first one, the insane productivity, we came back and fired agents from the brokerage. You know, how many brokers do you know are letting agents go? These are people who are producing, bringing money to the company. But we right. said, you're, you're not bringing, the, the money you bring into the company does not off, outweigh the value that you're bringing down at the company. Those are tough conversations. Yeah, that's so. I guess I gotta dive a little deeper on that one, right? Like, cause, I mean, that's uh, well. Now does it's against the it's against the green, right? Because uh, yeah, if your staff like starts to delete emails of upcoming Darren Hardy events, <laughs> <laughs> they can't. I get it on my text messages. <laughs> oh yeah, that's better. All right, text. Me. Yeah, that's hilarious. Nice. So you go there. I mean, we've actually had to make, I mean, those are tough decisions, right? I remember the first time we let somebody go who was a high producer and that is not an easy conversation to have. Oh, it's terrible. When they don't have, you, you've got to be um, very critical of who you're letting inside of your organization and what value they're bringing. So I Absolutely. agree with you wholeheartedly. So how about share with us then, what are the critical things to be within your culture? I guess, obviously you're building a strong culture then if you're letting yeah. people go. But what are, is there like certain, is there a format to that or how does that? Yeah. So there is five core values, uh, uh, growth, impact, value, excellence, and service. Uh, growth meaning that you have the humility to understand that you don't know everything. So you want to learn. So when, you know, if I am telling you like, hey, you know, here are some things that I think we could do better. And you're like, nope, I don't need that. I don't need that. It's like, okay, well then you've obviously decided your career is no longer worth improving. So that's not going to work here. Um, and the last thing is service is that, you know, you guys talking about putting the consumer first service, 
is that's our, our of our five core values. That's the one we care about the most. And if you're not caring about our clients, then you're just making us all look bad. Right. Yeah. And so you said this number two is impact. Impact. So that's giving back to the community, uh, lifting. So we have a lot of teams here. So, you know, uh, if we can make your staff improve the lives of your staff, improve uh, the life of those around you, improve the lives of those around your staff, like, you know, it's the rising tide lifts all boats. It's we're all rising together. So impacting, it's not here for a job. If you're here just for a job to clock in, clock out, may not be the place for you because you're going to not like some of the things we have to say. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's lifting those around you and, and giving back to community. And what was number three? Value. And that's the Jim Rohn saying is doing more than what you pay for. Right. I love Jim Rohn. Wow. Why yeah. are you so close to work with that? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you like Darren Hardy, you got to like Jim Rohn, I guess. Oh, yeah. Right. That's his hero. Yeah, that's right. easy. Yeah. And number yeah. four, after value? Excellence. So we don't cut corners, right? We're going to do it. We're going to do it right. That's what mom said, right? Mama said, if you're going to do it, do it right. My mama said. That's what mom said. My mama said. Mom, yeah. yeah. We got through them all? Yeah. That was okay, fine. Cool. All right, oh, so then like other, than, other than Darren Hardy, who else was, uh, you said you're surrounding, who, like, are you, they say you're surrounding yourself with five people, is Darren one of them, or, I mean, how do you break down? Oh, boy, I wish Darren was my, was my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there yet. So there's you guys, right? We hang out on the same mastermind. There is Jen, a previous guest of yours. Uh, it's uh, Carly um, Goulet. She's the one that referred my right-hand person to my organization. So she said, hey... You know, there's this lady, Summer. She's over at Revelation. She's not happy over there. I think she'd be a good fit for your company. Why don't you meet her? And I did. And now she's running everything, right, for my company. And so being surrounded by the right people that uh, get it, that want to do a good job. You know, there's John Glush who's also in our mastermind. It doesn't come that much anymore. These are the, the thought leaders, the people that are successful because they care about their business. And these are the people I'm fortunate to be able to call friends. So will you send Summer to a Darren Hardy event? <laughs> uh, she's pretty good at firing, so I don't need to send her. <laughs> I just want to make sure you don't end up as an expense item. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm a I'm a above average D, right? Just barely above the D line. I, I, I know it shocks some people. Summer's a high D. So she's the one like, okay, Summer, profile. what do you think about this? What's that? You're talking about the disc profile. Disc profile, yeah. yeah. All right, so who are the other impactful people then? Uh, Before we get into the questions, we just want to, I, would, I was very curious because you seem to specifically uh, target that. Oh, so uh, who are people that are impacting me as far as like thought leaders in, outside of our industry? Yeah. Uh, so I'm in strategic coach. That was a referral from John Glush, and that was how to be a better entrepreneur. Um, so I, I, and I'm going to that, in fact, next week. Uh, it's, a four, it's a four time deal, four time a year deal. Strategic called, coach. Uh huh. And then who uh, coaches you? Uh, so Dan Sullivan's the one that runs it. Uh, Audrey is the, is the, my, is my coach. So I go and I, it's a classroom setting for a whole day. So we show up at nine 30 and we go until five and it's just her teaching us materials on how to be a better entrepreneur. Awesome. Where, how, how how get better? what was that? You get to travel for that? Yeah. Yeah. We travel. So I go to Santa Monica. That's four times a year. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. We yeah that's okay. Yeah, I love Santa Monica. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then it's uh, obviously you got to pay for it, that whole deal, right? Right. We got to pay for that. And then uh, something that we signed up for recently, uh, so, you know, remember last week when I was talking about the IR relationship with Sandler uh, sales training, 
And it's funny, it, it, you go in there thinking it's sales training, but all it does is teach you how to be a better listener. And so after I went through that, I was like, wow, this thing is amazing. And I, I have, I put a lot of my people in my office through that training as well, because. Yeah, I've actually been through that training. I, I sold software in the late 90s and they okay. brought yeah. us in. Um, to Intel? No. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> I, sold, I sold CRM software for sales logics in the product act. Yeah, and cool. They, they had us go through Sandler sales system. So it was uh, come in for three days or four days and um, yeah. they uh, mind sculpt you. Well said. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> so, so Steve, you actually, um, we had a, a, there's another guest we had on our show previously by the name of Dan Noma Jr. Uh -huh. And yeah. uh, I think that you have, uh, you, you're in wholesaling as well. Yeah, it seems like you're like this close to each other, right? Are you yeah, I know. We should hang out more often, Dan and I. Are you, are you, uh, are you competitors, competitors? Are you competing? or are you? No, I mean, it's just like real estate. There's really no, no true competition because we could be going after the same group of homeowners, but when they're likely to pick up the phone, it's not going to be the same time. I'm going to be, uh, you know, when we call, it's just, it, it's, it, it's funny. Like I think with expires and FISBOs, you're calling the same exact, you know, 200 people, right? You can be going against each other pretty often. Uh, but in wholesaling, you're going against the same group of, uh, of distressed homeowners, but the likelihood of them answering the phone when you call versus someone else call is just an interesting uh, statistic is you don't know when that guy's going to answer the call. It's, so it's whoever gets him on the phone first is who's probably going to work so for that homeowner. What percentage are you talking about the, the brokerage's business or your own business is my own business. Of your own business is wholesale. What percentage? So uh, these days, it's wholesaling is, is a bigger part of my business than, than traditional. Like eighty percent or ninety percent or no? I would say I would say 60, 70 percent. Sixty-seven. Yeah. Love All that. Right. Yeah. yeah, good number. He, it's like he knew it. He, he knew it. Yeah. Uh, so for those listeners that don't understand what wholesaling real estate is, can you give a, a brief explanation? Yeah. Yeah. So before I talk about wholesale, I'll talk about flippers, right? So the flippers get all the glory. Right, they get TV shows. HGTV <laughs> right? shows. Yeah, yeah. They, they get yeah. their own channel. They get magazines. Right, but they get publicity for free. That's because they make houses look nice. Right. But those guys aren't doing anything without wholesalers, and these are the guys that have the connotation of being grimy and sleazy and this. Yeah, they got a bad rap. I think the wholesalers. Well, but, not yeah. not well. We love Steve, but the, I mean the other one. <laughs> <laughs> but the image, right, of the wholesaler is, 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 is pretty bad. Sorry for cutting you off there. The industry doesn't – wholesaling is – but you, you're alluding to it as well, right? I still want you to explain what wholesaling is. So, okay. so wholesaling is buying a property significantly below market. So, you know, you're going to deal with homeowners that either they're hoarders or they need the money tomorrow or for whatever reason, they're just tired of being a landlord of this property – and they just don't care what they get for it as long as they don't have to deal with it anymore, right? So that's what wholesalers do. For this property. What's that? So they're at the end of the their yeah, own. Yes. They're, like, that's you know, it. It's like when the wife's like, get rid of it. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The couch, just get rid of that couch. Yep. Done with this couch. It's yep. the same thing with the house. Yeah. So, that's, so as the person that buys that property, Anywhere between 60 to 70 percent of market value, and they're the ones that sell it to the flippers. Gotcha. So you sell houses to flippers. Correct. 
So then what you're saying is, is that you make the deal so that the flipper can get all the glory. Yes, exactly. So we don't take the risk though, right? So we tie the property up and we sell it to a wholesale uh, to a flipper. Now we may end up being the flipper, right? If we can't move it because we made a promise to the homeowner that we're buying it. Uh, but you know, we go to these situations and we'll talk to them about buying their houses for cash, but we'll also go in there as, you know, you have other options. You can also sell a house traditionally, right? So our goal is just to talk to as many homeowners that want to sell as possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good. I mean, you're kind of getting into what the, what the, well, yeah, no. So the, I guess we'll get into the questions a little bit. What so the solution yeah. So are. putting the consumer first in real estate, um, <laughs> usually on the sell side, we have three questions. It's, do you, um, are you selling the house for more money? I don't think that that wasn't what he described. Not for wholesaling, no. No, but faster, as a whole, yes. it's faster, yes. And then less hassle. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, right? So uh, similar to, because we had, uh, I don't know if you saw, we had uh, Jim Sexton on from Open Door. No, I missed so, that one. Yeah, that was one of our... Uh, what episode was that? That's it. 19. 19. <laughs> in the room. That's impressive. Man. Yeah. So um, where we gave them kudos because it is serving the, the consumer because there's consumers, like you said, that want that less hassle faster is their main I need now, right? That's the Correct. service that you're providing. Yep. Yeah. So we go in there with appointments with two, we go in there with a blank slate. Okay. And it's going to be, you know, Jim, Phil, thank you for having me in your house. And we're going to go through the questions and given all, once we go through all the questions and we find out your motivation and why you're selling, then it's okay. Given what I've seen here, it sounds like, and then we'll point them in the wholesale route or point them in the traditional route, right? If we know they want more money, we're not going the wholesale route. We're going to go the traditional route. If so we know that the time is of the essence. 33%. Oh. What no? What percentage do you think choose the wholesale route versus the traditional route? Oh, it's when you low. Go? It's like it's five or ten percent. It's low. Like it's not. It's not for most people, right? This is the people that just need to get rid of it. But yet, that's yeah. such a big portion of your business because you do most of your. Because we're focusing towards it, right? I mean, if your house is facing foreclosure, you're getting called by my group of people. Yeah. All right. Right. All right. So it's a, it's a it's a focused uh, targeting. Yeah. All right. So then when they say that they want to sell their house for more money, do you, mm -hmm. what do you do to help them in that regard? Then we pull out the traditional listing presentation, right? So then we talk about uh, the marketing that we do, the services we offer, the ease, because no matter what, everyone still wants less hassle, right? So we show yeah. them what our system looks like and how we're able to, uh, the methodology we do, and also the track record to support it. Because on the traditional side, our track record is still phenomenal. Right. If that's the route they want to go, we're going to give them uh, world class Ritz Carlton service. So, what percentage of the houses do you that you list do you sell? Is that what you mean by track record? Sorry, I was asking. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's there's a success rate, and it's uh, eighty seven and a half percent. There's sales price to list price, and we're at ninety seven. Uh, that was for seventeen. I don't know what the numbers look like for eighteen, but that was ninety seven percent. Sales price to list uh, to original list price. We track everything against original list price. Yeah, I think that's the mistake of the industry. Actually, in um, we have a, a website called AidenTruth.com, and how I judge agents, it's on their original list price to mm -hmm. sales price. And that's what matters. 
That's what matters. But also his listing success ratio would be would score well on that website as well. Well, yeah, no, I think that those are both really – I mean, they're excellent numbers. I mean, And then days on market is less than 30 days. So those are our track records. Yeah, awesome. That's outstanding. Is there anything that you do in, a, in changing the house or do you sell them as they are when you get there? Uh, so if I can't see how the house should be laid out, I'll get a staging consultant in. And then the other parts is if the house, you know, is in disarray, if there's crosses all over the walls or there's a crap load of pictures, then we're going to give them some advice on what to do to make it look better. But generally speaking, uh, if the house is presentable, um, you know, in our, in our market, in our price range, you know, we're, we, we do a lot of 300, 350 and below. Uh-huh there's more than enough demand where we don't ask them to go repaint things or, 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 or spend a whole lot of money on staging. But I know every, every, you know, every market's different. I don't do a lot in Scottsdale. You know, I do a lot more in the Southeast Valley uh, and Phoenix. So I think you made that statement because you do a lot of Scottsdale. Yeah, I know. I sold one in Awatuki <laughs> this year, last year. <laughs> you came down to the slums with me. I did. It was on a golf course and we actually, uh, we helped her, Put, set a new record in this subdivision. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, because um, we uh, we like to recommend people to help them get more money, mm-hmm. things that can help impact. That's one way that we do it. But all right, let's go to the buyer side. Unless you have more to add there. So on the buy side, do you, how many? What percentage of your business is buy side though? Because I don't know that he has a lot of them. Well, uh, it's pretty low now. I mean, we stopped spending on on, on buyer leads this year, so. You just it's, shut it down. We just shut it. We shut down the the Google, the Facebook. I still spend the minimum on Zillow, fifty bucks a month. So I'm the only guy on my listings, but that's that's the extent I'm spending on buyers. What about what, what about um, sign calls? Sign, yeah. Open yeah. House. So you know, it's funny. We cracked it. Our sign calls, we don't get as much business as we do from our Zillow leads. And you know, I think Zillow is basically the sign call. Of 2017. Buyers, though. Yeah, so we get those and we'll work them. Do you buy leads from Zillow in addition to fifty nope. bucks? Nope, 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 nope. You're just saying that when people call, because it's the the sign in the yard creates the listing on Zillow, and you get calls because your premier agent and your name is on there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Would you do you know what percentage of? Well, all right. So let's ask the question though. So. Um, but you do some of your agents do buyer sites? Yeah, they do buyer sites. And so any buyers we're working with today are either Zillow calls basically, uh, or their sphere. And we still do a lot with sphere. Um, we do, for example, we did a pumpkin patch last month. Uh, we did, uh, we rented out two theaters this year for what movie was it? For it was all Incredibles 2. You let no, 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 that's just for my, for my, for my database. So, you know, we filled out, uh, two theaters with just me. My two agents and then our, our sphere. Wow. Okay. So then what are you doing? So the questions we have on the buyer side is, are you, what do you do for buyer to um, provide them less hassle um, to find a home in less time or to find that what I say, the best house for the best deal? What do you, is there any services that you offered? Um, I think that was number five on the core value. <laughs> so what service? Yes, that was number five. So I would say there's two things, right? That we're, we, we're really good at. Uh, one is finding off-market deals because obviously we're marketing for off-market deals. So right. that's number one, right? Finding deals that are not available to the general public. 
Sorry, what's the second one? And then the second one is we're pretty darn good at communicating and negotiating. So, um, you know, I heard Jen talk about this on another podcast is if you're just sending an email to the listing agent and that's it, you're failing as an agent. So before we go to the property, we're calling you, hey, Phil, you know, I'm going to show your property this afternoon at three o'clock. Anything I should know about the property before I show up, right? After I'm done, hey, Phil, clients love the property, just curious. Uh, you have any offers yet? No, okay, what's important to your seller? And I ask this question because a seller wants top of dollar, top, top market, or a seller says, uh, under no circumstances am I paying concessions because when I bought my house, I didn't have to pay concessions. I'm sure that's, you guys have never heard that. Um, or a seller says, you know, I need 60 days to move or whatever. The concession. No. <laughs> you sell soda with houses? <laughs> yeah, come with popcorns too, yes. Uh, so, but we know what the seller wants in the initial offer, and we're going to communicate that to the listing agent when we send the offer over. So, hey, Phil, just sent you the offer. And as we discussed, we have a 60 day close because I know your seller is looking at buying, uh, still looking at selling the market for a home, blah, blah, blah. But that shows that we're listening to the other agent. And so because of that, we're able to get more offers accepted, meaning buyer is not looking at 30, 40, 50 houses before they, or 30, 50 offers, you know, before they get offer accepted. So one of our challenges that we're experiencing in our business and helping buyers is we had a guest on from National Association of, of Realtors. She puts together this national study. And mm -hmm. she said that now buyers, they expect their agent to find or identify specifically the house for them. Is there anything you do in that regard to find houses? Other than the, you said you said you find off-market deals? Well, we find off-market properties, right? But beyond that, I'm kind of surprised that she said that because what we're told today as real estate agents is that age, that buyers don't need us to find houses. Buyers need our expertise when the time comes. So that's yeah, a that, but to me, I guess maybe it's more because we're seeing it in our business and actually we're seeing it. I don't know if you guys do. Do you guys do open houses? We do everyday open houses, not regular open houses. What did he just say? He said we do everyday, everyday open houses. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I actually, which is but, a but, lead but, generation strategy, right? For buyers. Right. So mm -hmm. they go to your house and they can text the code and you'll meet them there in the next 10 minutes. Or something. We're just seeing right. the consumer now being like, if you don't find us, if you don't bring us the house, then we're not going to be loyal. Hmm. Do you, are you seeing that? We're not seeing that. That's interesting. Yeah. Right. So now it's more of because I think I think this is the the growing trend in the consumer because they're saying, well, wh why aren't you helping me actually identify the houses more than let them do the shopping? And they're, it's a, I mean, we're starting to see it more and more, especially even when we're because of the supply. What's that? Yes. You think it's because of the supply? Yes. Hmm. Well, we think actually Phil said it this weekend, and I'm like, I hate when you're right, and I I don't. Like <laughs> I hate when he's right too. Yeah, no, it's not. Like, it me off. We rewrite this. We loop this back in. But because I was I was always focused on the idea that because she said 50 percent of the respondents said that they'll write the they want the agent to write the deal, but they're it's the person that found them the house is the way I took it, um, which is different than. Um, it's low inventory strategies right now. Right, because right? now they're so afraid to lose the house that it's more important to uh, tie it up. I mean, we're seeing more and more 
buyers walk into open houses and wanting to buy that house. Hmm. And then they're, they're, if their agent isn't, if they're not under contract or their agent isn't helping them, that they're like, well, then we'll just buy it. We'll buy it directly from you. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, we haven't experienced that, but that's something I'll definitely bring up in the next but office meeting. But you have everyday open houses, so you have to see this traffic coming in. Maybe it's the questions that you're asking them. Yeah. So, I mean, for us, everyday open house, I mean, we, we're seeing a lot less activity on that than we once did. Uh, but yeah, we're, what do you do to promote the everyday open house? It's just a sign in the ground. So we got the traditional real estate sign and then we have a little H sticks, everyday open house call for times. The John Glutz strategy. I've seen him do that strategy. Yeah. Maybe. Well, we both have the same coach. So is it Steve Chang's strategy that he executed? Yeah. Or is it yeah. John strategy I think about it first. He's just better at it. <laughs> <laughs> love the honesty though yeah. i love the honesty yeah steve's always going to give it to you straight yeah yeah so so yeah jen john and i all have the same exact coach so i think it's not surprising that we have the same strategies is that oh proctor craig proctor yep okay gotcha and then you guys all have the same coach underneath craig proctor we have the same exact coach underneath craig proctor as well oh okay but because you're in different marketplaces i mean i i view you three as in Three different marketplaces. Is that accurate, or do you guys overlap? Uh, I think we're all in three different marketplaces, but I think also we're very open and sharing. You know, the 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 few times that we meet, I I've only done two of the local, you know, Craig Proctor meetups, masterminds, yeah, and it's been unbelievable, like how much is shared in in, in that short period of time. It's crazy to me. I what I think is crazy to me that I'm getting a sense of from you today, Steve, is how much you actually put into personal development. Yeah. yeah, you. I've heard about wow what, four different coaches, and that you're you like. It seems expensive to me. It is expensive, but it's <laughs> it's an investment. So yes, no. Like, I mean, it's, 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 it's working for you. I'm happy for you. you we yeah. very improved. This is Phil's pitch that we need to go do more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's, so it's funny. So I I haven't talked a lot about this in in in, in the public, but you know I, I I created an app that we're hoping to move you know in the next year or two, and I, I was talking to this uh, other consultant COO, this other founder. App. I mean, now you got me all worked up. Yeah. Here. Go ahead. Oh. Continue. Yeah. So anyway, so we're talking about like the challenges that all these other uh, startups have. And it's about, you know, how to hire people, how to do, how to lead them, this and that. It's like, we got that part figured out. We're just trying to figure out how to get this app up and running. <laughs> so because of personal development, because of hanging out with guys like you, that's where we're able to, to learn the strategies, right? I mean, we're all business people as, as real estate agents, at least good real estate agents. <laughs> Sorry, I had to pick on Phil in the middle of the way you said. Can you repeat what you said? Because I was rude and cut you off. Well, I was just saying that uh, the, the challenges a lot of startups have, it's because they've never been business owners before. And I was saying that a lot of the successes that we have being successful agents is you have to be able to lead people. And so there was a, 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 a she was saying I have an advantage going into this space because I have, actually have experience hiring and firing people, dealing with P&Ls, right? I mean, do you have a tip that you can lend us or share with us in regards to lead? Because Phil's in the, on the lead brigade right now and how to become yeah. a better leader. Yeah. So I would say the, the couple of things is, you know, I, I've been obsessed with Darren Hardy for quite some time, but the, uh, John Maxwell is the godfather of leadership. You know, the guy's written many, many tremendous books on it. 
And I think the ones I only read three or four because they all start sounding the same. But um, what's your favorite intro? Which book? Uh, uh, good leaders <laughs> ask great questions. That's my favorite. Good. I just wanted. To, I usually get through the intro. So as long as <laughs> <laughs> good, good leaders, what ask great good questions. leaders ask great questions. And then after that is the twenty six uh, laws of leadership. I think that was the other one I liked a lot too. Is he the latter guy? The latter guy. Yeah, the I remember when we were in a mastermind with the, uh, is that what it is? Oh, it's Maslow. That's not Maxwell. Okay. Oh, Maslow's yeah. Hierarchy of needs. <laughs> yeah, hierarchy of needs. Yep. All right. So uh, younger than that guy. Yeah. So um, what did we not ask you that we were supposed to ask you to like? What, so did we cover all aspects of your business, or did we miss one? I think we've covered. You know, working with buyers, working with sellers, and you know, I think talking about. Uh, putting the consumers first. Absolutely. I think that's something that was important. And I think we touched on that. Is the app intended to help put the consumers first or is it more of a B2B solution? Uh, the app is for uh, moving off market properties. So if someone's looking to move an off market property, doesn't want to list an MLS, this is, we're trying, we're trying to create an MLS for wholesale because you guys are, you know, you guys don't opt into these emails, right? Where you're getting 15, 20 emails from at least all the wholesalers. Why not just put it all into one centralized location? Wait, did you just make a joke about the fact that we don't actually opt into emails that we get? Is that what I? <laughs> well, I don't remember opting into these fifteen emails. Maybe you guys did. I don't remember. Steve, opting have you have you email. have you heard of Zome? It's X Y O X O M E. That's the one that Dan was talking about. Zome is isn't that the auction one, or is it not? Something like that. I don't. Know. I thought to me when you described it, Mauricio like a light bulb went off in his head. Like we've heard this comment before i thought they were eerily similar yeah so the difference is we're putting because there's nothing proprietary about what we're doing right uh the difference is that imagine an offer up for just houses so now i can just message hey phil is this property available so right. are you going to try and put, are you going to try and get like open door and offer pad to put their houses on there they wouldn't really be a good market for it because they're trying to go through mls they're trying to maximize uh, the the return right so for us the the target audience would be uh, a wholesaler who doesn't know what to do with it right you know um, there are a lot of real estate agents that have deals that don't know what the heck to do with it so they can put in the app and that's the thing so, the, so I have a uh, so I'm just trying to figure out who his target buyer is for it so then if there's anyone in our audience that has buyers then they can call Steve and say I'd like that way we can support his app what's yeah. the name Offer fast, one word. So offer fast homes. Offer fast homes. Yeah. So we haven't really started publicly marketing it yet, but we're going to uh, come January. Yeah. Oh. Right. <laughs> Other than on this huge show today, yeah. special <laughs> announcement. You're not ringing right now. <laughs> right here, right now. So what? So an agent that has a house that they don't want to list on the MLS. Is that what you're saying? So let's say, you know, you're, you've got someone that, that needs, they're, they're going to probate or whatever, and they just need to move this house right now. Nine, 95% of the time, the best thing to do is list an MLS, right? 95% of the time. But you get that 5% who says, I don't care. I just want it gone. Well, then the agent has access to a property that they don't know what to do with because they don't have the cash buyers list. They don't have anyone to coach them how to do traditional transactions. Yeah. Yeah. So then you're going to have all, you know, um, the tall guy that lists a lot of wholesale property. Like, so that every, anybody can offer on that property where it has proof of funds. Yeah. So it's uh, a, uh, a, free, well, a free marketplace for 
wholesale deals. Yeah, wholesale deals. deals. That sounds yep. like a great idea. Like I'd sign up. How Where do you, you can buy properties at ninety percent? That's what you're talking about. Exactly. Who, who doesn't want that? Yeah. What, right. Is there competition out there now, or is this a truly unique idea? Uh, I am not aware of any competition right now. We've, we've, we've yeah, I don't think wholesalers want to. Like I agree with you because the the leverage is is that there's fifty thousand agents and they have lots of houses that I mean not individually, but everybody has one you know that's out there. Off. The yeah. list. I mean, because hold on, I got I got the question. Why is the app? better than actually putting it on the MLS to those 50,000 agents? So if someone wants to get a cash offer, it'd be done with it, right? So if you've got a seller that says, I don't want to list it, I don't want people walking through the house, what's that? Wouldn't, couldn't you just put it on MLS for 90% of value and get a cash offer? You could, right? But there are certain people that it says, I don't want an MLS or I don't want to deal with agent. Believe it or not, they're a part of the world that doesn't like real estate agents. I'm shocked every time I hear it. No, no, I said it's not. I'm going to go with a big piece, and it's growing, unfortunately. And it's why, because we're not in favor of the consumer, there's more, it's growing out there. Yeah, yeah. like I have to deal with it. So there are people that just absolutely do not want to work with a real estate agent. And those are instances you say, okay, well, how much do you want for your house? They say, I want, I want 120,000. Say, okay, so you put it in the app for 125,000. You tag your five thousand dollar fee, and then you just post it in the app. So the strength of your, so in support of it, like, so then to me, you're going to have to go national pretty quick, right? To, or do you think it's just going to be Arizona? Uh, so the, the plan is Arizona. And then come January, we got to decide which second market we want to go into, whether Houston or Orlando. It's funny because I've been meeting with other people that are in this space as far as like launching apps. And, you know, they kind of give me like, why don't I just do what Uber did? It's like, yeah, I do want to do what Uber did. What did Uber do? <laughs> So they just go <laughs> and market at a time. Uh, yeah, they started in San Francisco, right? And then went to yeah. Denver, something like that. Right, but they had huge, I mean, the thing that Uber had, well, budgets and also yeah. demand, though, because there's lots of people that need a ride. But they didn't, right? Before it was a, when it was brand, brand new, what the heck is this? Uber's been around for six years, right? But until two years ago, you weren't getting into a stranger's car. No, I was just pointing to the amount of demand for people that were, they were stealing the traffic from an existing, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the cab and that wasn't the, it was too expensive. It was slow. It was not always reliable and it wasn't instant. Right. So I was yeah. just trying to figure out what pain you're, you're, you're solving. Uh, the pain we're solving is primarily for wholesalers, like people that just walked out of a Kiyosaki seminar and fired up and they've got deals. They don't know what to do with it. That's oh. the I didn't think, all right, so you have, how many of those do you think exists in Arizona? Uh, so we know there are over 3,000 people in Arizona Real Estate Investor Association. We know that there are 40,000 licensed agents in the state of Arizona, and that's just the ones that we know of. Yeah, so let's go with the 3,000. <laughs> is your target- As opposed to the licensees that- So are you, yeah. is there a, is it a subscription-based model? Yes, it's going to be a subscription-based model. So we're going to have a premium, uh, we're going to have the free version, which will always be free. And then the premium versions will be where uh, if you want push notifications based off a safe search, like I only want to know about properties and that's a four bedroom on a, on a 10,000 square foot lot in a 5016. And I don't want to know about anything else. That would be a premium search. And that would be like 39 bucks. a month. So uh, on just a zone is the only thing that's close to it and their application, they're letting, there's no commission. Is there a commission in yours? You said there's a fee. There's a fee. That's you it. tack your fee. Whatever you decide your fee is it, and you just add it to the purchase price, but that's it. There's no – no, we're, we're trying to be uh, – I don't have the time to chase down like, hey, you know, Jeff, you said you're going to pay me 2%. It closed. I saw it close six months ago. Where's my 2%? I don't got time for any of that. 
it's just gonna be a subscription service and that's it yeah no i i, I agree with the model i mean that's easy because you're because the the service is so awesome in the sense that if you have if you're willing to accept the price you can sell a house instantly that you wouldn't have to deal with that i get that so yeah all right so other yeah. than an app yeah, tell us some. I mean, is there anything else we left out there? If not, you know, you have been wonderful so far. Well, I mean, I appreciate you guys doing this, you know, and I think that this is still a great time to be a real estate agent. I know that there's a lot of people going into the business, but there's a lot of people leaving the business. So I think surrounding yourself with the right people, you know, guys like you guys, uh, guys, uh, other people that we talked about before, but you've got to connect with the people that are doing it at a high level or else you're going to fall behind. This so time, you, I mean, with you saying that, does that mean that you then promote the disruptors? Well, I'm promoting hanging out with the thought leaders. I thank you for that. Let's dive into so what is the focus about your podcast? The what, real estate disruptors is what you call mm -hmm. it, yeah. So, not to bring it up, yeah. So please bring it up, yes. So, yes. tell us about it, tell us why everybody should join your pod. I mean. We think you're a good guy, so tell us. Oh, thank you. So I think the the things that make you successful in real estate, whether it's wholesaling or traditional, are the same things that make you successful in any industry, right? Because every, it's like they talk about an e-myth, Michael Gerber, was that everyone thinks they're in whatever industry, but you're in that industry plus sales and marketing, right? Without yeah. sales and marketing, you're not in business. don't realize that, but I think that is a huge statement you just made. Yeah. You're always in sales and marketing plus whatever you're doing. Yes. Right. And so I think- I'm in sales and marketing. Other, you know, titans in our industry that are, that are running at a very high level, you're hearing about the challenges that they had. And the thing that's is consistent across all the episodes that everyone was a massive failure at some point was that there was there were dreams, they were crushed and they overcame. And I think, you know, those are stories that help people see for themselves what they thought was not possible, but also helping them to, to learn the challenges of building a successful business. I think those are huge parts of it. That's the reason why I do the show. It's it's awesome to give back to the community. Oh, I so, love the story. Is, do you have a uh, what was your best of show? Best of show, yeah. So, what has been your best of show so far? The best, oh, man. Uh, there have been so many great ones. Um, I could tell you the the ones that generated the most excitement was Brett Daniels, which I don't know if you guys know him. He's uh -huh. over at North and Co. Who uh, is he? Brent Daniels. Okay. But his thing, and it's just so funny because it's the same thing that we say. You say it's your team, I say it's to my team, but it means nothing. And then he says it on a show, and everyone's like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. And all it is is he, he runs a program, which is TTP, talk to people. And that's it. He's like, hey, guys, I was successful last year because what did I do? I talked to people. <laughs> and that was the show. It was about 50 minutes talking about how to talk to people effectively. Wow. But right. I say to my team, right? Hey guys, where are the dials? Where are the conversations? They're like, well, well, I ran out of time. I didn't, I couldn't get to this, or you know, this came up. I had this fire. You guys, I'm sure, run into that with your team, unless you guys have figured out how not to. But I agree. I here's the thing: is I I have never done a deal in which I wasn't talking to the person. So yeah. to me, it always gets there. Um, although to me, I think we're going to have, I mean, I'd be challenged. It would be a good interview with Brett because, um, if that combined with what we're seeing in the trends with the consumer, not wanting to respond until you found them the house, mm -hmm. if your goal is to talk to them. You may lose more in the future is where I'm at 
that you're going to have to, in serving the client more, is you're going to have to get in front of them and offer them value to get that conversation. Because now they say is uh, 52% of people won't pick up the phone. So how, so now what are we going to do? Right? Like, how are we going to reach those people? Well, TTT also stands for text to people. (laughs) I don't think that's the plan. Yeah, that's a good, great, great point. So the point was that it's not just talking to that person, right? It's talking to their peers, talking to their family members, because if someone wants to buy a house, maybe you can't get a hold of that person, but you're going to talk to someone else in your sphere that can refer you to a person that's looking to buy or sell, right? So just, it's just have as lot, as many conversations as possible. The more conversations you have, the more successful you are. Yeah, Buffini has said it forever. You guys have said it forever. We all know it. We, uh, though we do a lot of web leads, so I don't know those people. So it's hard to talk to a lot of people when they're from Chicago mm-hmm. and they won't pick up their freaking phone. Oh, I'm just saying that in a true struggle because we have agents that come on our team and they focus on the call and they fail because mm-hmm. they're not they're still too focused i mean i know this is the opposite of his theory but it is working for us is that we can't rely on the phone call oh yeah i mean so not. if you can't get a hold of them traditionally right so i think there's a couple of things right there's like seven eight nine ten attempts but there's also the text messaging i'm not saying don't text them right i've been answering the phone there's oh. text there's email there's bomb bomb by text I'm the consumer don't doesn't want us to call them anymore so if we're leading with that, is that anti-consumer? Because the consumer is picking up the phone less and less and less. They cool. want you to pick it up when they call you, but they don't want you to <laughs> I'm not kidding. I know uh, why clients have the same exact issues. <laughs> right. So, it's like, hey, like I want to talk to you when I want. It's called yeah. on their time, OTT, to yeah. come back to TTP. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. But it's just this battle of how do we get people to how do we serve the client before the client to get the client to call us because that's yeah. where you can have that great conversation. And that was something that uh, I thought uh, Kenny, you know, Kenny Klaus did a pretty good job too on, on our episode was that he talked about homeowner workshops where once a I month went to it. I went to his homeowner workshop. Oh, you did? Cool. I did. Yeah. And you loved it. And I freaking loved it. That guy's a, just a genius. Yeah. Um, right. He uh, is leading the industry. He's outstanding. Yeah, but that's TTP. You got to fill a room with people that you not have talked to. We just communicate with them. Hey, I'm doing this engagement. I'm doing this activity. Just thought you guys might want to check it out. And then when they show up, hey, they're talking to you. They can't run away from you. Oh, there was lots of talking. (laughs) (laughs) So unless they got bear spray, you're talking to them. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and our listeners, Steve. It's good to get you know. To, I mean, we've been in a mastermind with you for years now, right? It seems so, like for a long time. It's good to hear yeah. that what you're working on with your app, with all I of learned, your personal I learned, development. I learned more today than I did about in, Steve. I, absolutely. Yes. And the good news is we still like you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I can go to sleep tonight. <laughs> all right. You have a good day, man. Hey. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your time. Bye. All right. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to The Solution hosted by Jeff Seabock and Phil Sexton. Stay up to date by following us on soundcloud.com forward slash Phil or download the Apple Podcast app and search for The Solution hosted by Jeff Seabock and Phil Sexton. You can find links to all of our social media platforms in our description, including a Facebook group link to The Solution presented by Ask Jeff and Phil. If you have questions, please leave a comment below and we will answer those questions on Facebook Live Mondays and Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time.